Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Yeah, sure, old time hockey. Like it is sure. Yeah, yeah. Hello, Boston Bruins fans. I'm Kurt Schmied, and you're listening to Believe in Boston Bruins on the Believe Podcast Network. We believe in Boston Bruins. Do you believe? On this week's episode, David Krejci teases a return to Boston, and Brad Marchand has hip surgery. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn, and you can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Well, David Krejci and David Pasternak took to social media yesterday, or Monday, or whenever they posted it, and they sort of teased like an eight-second clip of, you know, if David Krejci was returning to Boston. Well, I got to tell you right now, I think it would be really great if he returned to Boston. I mean, it would, I mean, we don't know what Patrice Bergeron's status is going to be. Is he going to retire? Is he going to resign for a few years? We really don't know, but I think David Krejci would be, it would be great to have him back as a Boston Bruin centering that second line with uh, Hall and Pasternak. And now, but what do you do with Halla? Do you move him? Where, what do you do with his situation? Because he came on, you know, he had a pretty decent second half of the year once all those line changes were made up, you know, putting him on the second line with Pasternak and Hall. So we really don't we really don't know what this what this what the status of Krejci is, but there have been things that have been going around saying that he's got to go pass through waivers in order to play for the Bruins again, and I don't think any team would give up an honor, an opportunity to get David Krejci, especially if you're in Arizona, if you're New York Islanders, any team out there would probably any low team out there would probably. Love to have David Krejci come in as a second line center. Heck, he could probably be a first line center somewhere on some on some teams. But the thing is, you know, it would be it's it would be great to have him on the, on back with the Bruins. I mean, he and Pasternak had a great um, World Championships. They were they were on the same line together. They played really great together, and it would be fun to see that chemistry. You know, in Boston, you know, I know they did try it for a little while when um, when Pasternak first came to the Bruins. You know, it was you know they tried him a couple of times with playing with Krejci. You know, and on that and on the other side, it was Jake DeBrusque. So maybe a line of you know of Krejci, Pasternak, and Hall could be could be an amazing thing. I mean, think about it. David Krejci really hasn't had any decent wingers since Milan Lucic and and Horton. And sometimes, and I believe it was also, uh, Aginla was also part of that a little bit on there too. But he had, David Krejci hasn't had decent wingers with him. Now he would. He would have decent wingers. Heck, I think that this would be a, a potential number one line if, you know, Patrice Bergeron doesn't return. And of course, Brad Marchand with his hip surgery. You know, Brad Marchand had hip surgery on both hips. 
And he's going to be out till at least November, possibly December. I mean, we may not see him until January. Or maybe not at all, but, you know, it probably will, will, it will probably, you know, Marshawn would probably, I wonder if Marshawn would sit out a whole season if Patrice Bergeron didn't come back. You know, would he, would he retire? But we all know what, you know, there have been some successful hip surgeries in the past. You know, other players have had it and were able to return. But then you have somebody like Tuka Rask who had hip surgery last summer came and played four games and he basically you know he played he didn't come back he retired you know who's to say might might also happen to Marshawn Marshawn could have you know some setbacks you know come back you know not come back to you know come back too soon or whatever and the thing is I know you know I know every player is a bit different I know each surgery is a bit different but I don't see Brad Marchand being the same same Brad Marchand ever again. Especially if, you know, he's coming back from hip surgery. You're, you don't have a Patrice Bergeron because he retires. So where does that leave Brad Marchand? You know, let's just say he's he's healthy. Where do you put, is he still a number one line guy? And who are you going to put him with? I mean, is he going to be a second... You know, is a Krejci, Pasternak, and Hall line going to be the number one line? And Marshawn's going to be a number two guy with Halla and whoever. Because we still don't know about what the situation is with um, with DeBrusque. DeBrusque is, is, you know, yes, he signed a contract before before the trade deadline. But we still don't know what he what's going to happen with him. I mean, there's still a... Trade. I mean, there's the trade request is still on the table right now. So there's a lot of questions going into this one. You know, Bergeron. What's what's Bergeron gonna do? Marshawn and his hip surgery. Is he gonna be a hundred percent come Jan? You know, come you know Christmas. Because I know they're saying six months, and six months is you know basically November, December. But is he gonna be a hundred percent but and ready to go by Christmas? I don't think so. And it all probably it probably all depends on what happens with Bergeron. And where's Marshawn going to be put in the lineup? Because for all we know, Marshawn could be, you know, we we know he he would probably be a second line second line wing. But with who? You know, are the Bruins going to go, you know, is you know, Bergeron once we know what's going on with Bergeron, are the Bruins going to go out and sign a number one, you know, going to go out and get a legit center to have to play with him? You know, who knows? You know, will he retire because of his hips? We don't know that. I mean, we don't even know what's going on with Don Sweeney and his new contract. I mean, yeah, he's he had some success. I mean, as a general manager, he's been successful. With, you know, take, you know, this team going, winning the President's Trophy, you know, two years ago, going to the Stanley Cup Finals in 2019. But this guy hasn't really done much. And you got to really, and you got to figure there's really nobody out there to be a general, I mean, there's nobody out there that qualifies to be a general manager. There's nobody out there right now. 
unless you go to an assistant GM or somebody like that, you know, there's really isn't anybody out there. So, you know, what's the deal? You know, and then you're and then you're saying that Dunce, to be honest, the problem isn't Bruce Cassidy. You know, people are pointing fingers saying it was Bruce Cassidy. Bruce Cassidy isn't the problem here. It's Don Sweeney. His un you know, his inability to draft decent players, make major tra- I mean, making major deals. I mean, think about this. Think about it though. You know, yeah, he traded for he traded got Taylor Hall for cheap. Because, you know, it was simple. Taylor Hall wanted out of Buffalo. So that was an e- that was an easy that was an easy easy trade to do because he wanted out of Buffalo. But I don't see Don Sweeney pulling a trigger, pulling the trigger. I mean, you know, you take take a team like the Rangers, for instance. They're they're in the Eastern Conference Finals. They made deal. They went out and made deals for Panarin, Zabenajad. They went out and made deals, you know, good deals for these guys. While Don Sweeney did nothing but you know trade for trade for a bag of pucks, or even sign even free agent signings. You're gonna go out and sign Derek Forbert, you know, no check and and Holla. You know, garbage guy, you know, garbage guys. You know, and the thing is the other thing is they need some physical they need some physical presence in there. They need some physical players in there. I mean, Anton Blee, he's a he's a he was a physical player. But he spent half he spent most of the he spent the entire I believe he spent the entire playoffs. Sitting on the ninth floor. You know, Trent Frederick has been in the doghouse a couple of times, and he's a physical player. You know, they really need to bring back the big, you know, the big bad Bruins again. Because they got pushed around in in the playoffs. And Don Sweeney is doing absolutely nothing. He's going out and signing these no-name guys. I mean, Felino. I mean, yeah, Felino was a decent guy back, you know, when he was, you know, in his when he was in Columbus and Ottawa and stuff like that. But still, you know, you're you're wasting money on decent guys. Now, there are some guys in the pipeline, you know, some decent, you know, prospects out there. But they're not, you know, they're not all in Providence. A lot of them are in college. You know, you'd have Fabian Lysel, who's playing out in the Western Hockey League, who I believe will probably be playing, you know, somewhere in within the Bruins organization. You know, he could be playing in Providence next year. Or he could be a Boston he could be playing in Boston next year on the right side with Marshawn and whoever their center is. So Sweeney's gonna make some off I want I want to see Don Sweeney make some you know, off season acquisitions via you know, whether it's a free agent, trade or whatever. I want him to like if I want him to actually make some noise this summer and not sign some guy who we never even heard of because there are tons of free agents out there that are well-known and are good players. Not guys like, I mean, yes, Thomas Noshek, I didn't, I didn't even know of him because he was playing in, in Vegas. But go after some well-known players, some guys who actually have some reputation out there of, of being goal scorers. You know, Eric Holla never heard of him. You know, and up until you know, 
up until he became, you know, up until he signed with the Bruins. I'm like, who the hell is this guy? But then again, you know, there's a, quite a few players out there that I really don't know about because most of these guys are playing in the in the Western Conference, and you know, I don't watch Western Conference games. You know, I only watch them, you know, early on in the season. You know, I don't watch them, you know, later on in the season because I lose lose interest. But Don Sweeney, if the Bruins happen to re-sign him to a new contract, really needs to make a really needs to make some off-season moves. You know, via trade, free agency. You know, they really need to make some. They really need to make some noise in the off-season. Because I got to tell you guys, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a long couple of season seasons here. It's gonna be a long. It's gonna be a long season a bunch of them maybe three or four because right now it's a rebuild right now I see them coming up on a re I mean a, a rebuild I don't know how long the rebuild is going to take and here's the other thing is think about this Pasternak is up for free agency soon I believe it's after next season or the season after you know McAvoy's already signed McAvoy's already signed signed up for eight eight more years. You know, you have Jeremy Swayman in there. So basically, right now, you only have like three players, you know, three untouchable players right there. The rest of the guys can go. You know, just do a complete rebuild, blow up the team, and start fresh, you know, with the exception of those three guys. You know, and I don't even think that the that David Krejci might might not even help. I mean, he's up there in age, so maybe he he's he may not be may he might not be an option either. But then, what do you do? Well, you got to go free agency if you want to get a decent decent player, or go through your or go through your um, prospects. And they don't have a lot of prospects at the forward position. They have a lot of defensive prospects. That are mostly playing. They're they're all playing in college, so you know I don't know if they're going to bail on college. You know sooner. You know, so who knows? But this is this is going to be a summer that's going to make or break, you know, Don Sweeney. But the thing is, you know, what kind of a contract is he going to sign? You know, are the Bruins actually going to you know decide to sign him or or bring in a new GM? And assign Sweeney somewhere else. You know, sign him to, you know, you know, player, per, you know, some type of player personnel thing or VP or something. I don't know what they would do with him. I mean, I don't see Don Sweeney going to any other organization. You know, if he's not the general manager, he's probably going to take another, another position with the team, another front office position. So that remains to be seen. You know, what's, you know, what happens with the front office? What happens? I mean, what happens with the coaching staff? I mean, you bring in a new GM, he might want a new coach. So, and here's the thing, Bruce Cassidy got you, you know, to a president's tro- pre- um you know, president's trophy. He got you to the Stanley Cup Finals in 2019. You know, so he's not the problem. The problem is the front office. Because they don't, they sign garbage guys. 
you know, bring in, bring in some decent physical players because they got pushed around. They got pushed around. They got pushed around in this playoff by Carolina. So, and if you take a look at the two teams, I mean, take a look at the teams that are left in this in this playoffs. You know, the final four. They've got some physical players in there. They also have some talented players in there. So the Bruins need to wake up and look in, look around the NHL and see what the, what the trend because usually it's what the trend is because usually it's some years it's fit for for at least like I would say maybe three years it's like physical you know physical hockey and then for the next three years it's skill you know you need skill players you need all right. And then another three years, it's going to be physical players again. So it goes back and forth. Because we all remember the big bad Bruins with Milan Lucic, Sean Thornton, you know, Campbell, all those guys. You know, those guys who brought a Stanley Cup to Boston, you know, in 2011. They were the big bad Bruins back then. And then the trends changed. It went to skill players and skill teams. And those were the teams winning cups. And now it's changing again to the point where you need to be physical again. And the Bruins lack that. I mean, they have it in in Trent Frederick. I mean, Trent Frederick right now, I don't want to see him. I want to see him getting more playing time, not sit up on the ninth floor. He deserves to be on that third line. Because that third line, you know, I was, I was not going to like a lot of the garbage guys. You know, for Sweeney's signings. But that third line, I mean, that third line played really well towards the end of the season. Coyle, Frederick, and Smith played really well. And I'd like to see them continue. The fourth line, I don't know. There's there's still questions about it. And then you, once again, the, the big question mark right now is going to be Brad Marchand in his hip. And whether or not Bergeron comes back. And here's the thing. Marshawn, I don't even think that, Mar- even if if Bergeron goes, Bergeron decides to retire, I wouldn't be too surprised if Marshawn follows, follows, um, follows right behind him at some point. I know Marshawn's got two years left, but I have a feeling that this hip surgery, is he's not going to come back 100%. Maybe 90%, maybe 85%, I don't know. But he's not going to be 100% after the, after the hip surgery. I mean, we all thought Tuca was going to come back and be the Tuca of old, and he wasn't. And it'll it'll be surprising to see what happens with Marshawn and his hip surgery. His hip surgery. I mean, players could be different. I mean, he can come back and be, be 100%, but... You know, if he doesn't have his partner there in Bergeron, you know, what are his stats going to be? You know, what's his motivation going to be? You know, that's another that's another thing, you know. You know, is would it be time to and I know I'm going to get crucified for this one, but still. You know, what about moving Brad Marchand? I know a lot of teams, I know a lot of fans w- don't like him. But I know that for a fact that they would love to have him scoring, you know, 30 goals on their team. 
especially if he's with the right person. Now, the final four, the Stanley Cup finals, you know, I probably, you know, I know I was saying Colorado and Carolina were going to be in the finals. I knew I knew at some point I said Florida was going to be in the finals. I, I've, I've been bouncing around the whole freaking time. But I have a feeling that, you know, after last night's game, you know, Kemper, 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 whatever his name is, went out with an injury. He still, they still don't know what's going on with him for Colorado. But Edmonton kind of like put it to Colorado last night, and I'm I'm actually picking Colorado to be in the Stanley Cup Finals. But I could be wrong. I mean, this could be the year of the ups. I mean, there's there could be some major upsets going on here. Like I didn't even pick the Rangers to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. I didn't. I didn't see them getting past. I mean, I saw. I didn't see them getting past the second round, especially against Carolina and how Carolina treated the Bruins. But I have a feeling that you know everybody makes a big deal about Igor Shosturkin. You know, he's he's such a great guy. You know, great player and everything else. He's, you know, let's 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 put them let's 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 put it all on the table right now. All right. First of all, he's facing a really good Tampa Bay team. He's not facing, you know, he's not facing, um, you know, a Carolina team, which is quite good. But he's facing the two-time Stanley Cup champs. All right, with Steven Stamkos and the and the and the rest of those guys. And the other thing is, the Rangers haven't had to play against a decent goalie in the playoffs yet. Vasilevsky is a is one of the is the top goaltender in the league. Let's see if the if the Rangers can pull this one off and get to the Stanley Cup Finals, they're going to have to figure out a way to beat the best goalie in the league. Because he is the best goalie in the league. He is the standard for goaltenders in the National Hockey League right now. He is. You know, Sesterkin will get there. But I I don't think I don't think that, you know, you know, you can't compare the two right now. But still, I think this is this is Tampa Bay series. You know, will it go seven? I don't know. I I just six or I would say Tampa in six or seven. I would say six. As far as what I saw last night with the Colorado and Edmonton game, that one's up for grabs. I have no clue as to you know who's going to win that series cuz after last night I'm like maybe Edmonton might just actually have a chance at this. They might. And then the other the other series between Tampa and New York, I don't know. I got to give it to Tampa because they're they they have experience. They have playoff experience. They've been there every, almost it seems like they're there every single year. I mean, they've won the they've won the Stanley Cup two years in a row. They're going for a three-peat. I think that there's a lot. I think there's a lot going. There's a lot going on in that series. You know, the the thing is, the Rangers haven't had to. You know, who did they face off against? You know, the Smith and you know the crappy goaltending of Pen, of the Pittsburgh Penguins. You know, the crappy goaltending Ranta and the other and the other Russian kid in Carolina. They haven't met. They haven't met a tough goaltender in the playoffs yet the top goaltender in the league. So, 
I don't really give I don't give the rain I don't really give the Rangers you know that much luck here. You know maybe they pull out maybe they pull out a victory or two. I don't know. You know they get lucky and they f- so who knows. But they haven't had the they haven't had the face. You know a team. You know the the best goalie in the league yet. So, you know, I it's it's a tough it's a tough one to figure out, but I would have to say that, you know, Colum I don't know. It's I mean, you know Tampa's probably gonna be there because they have the team. You know, I mean, granted they didn't have a decent um regular season. I mean, they finished third, second, second or third in the division. You know, they were up there. For, for quite a bit, you know, except for, you know, you had Florida. By some, by for some reason, you know, Florida, the two top teams in the Eastern Conference didn't even make it all the way to the conference finals, which is kind of surprising. But maybe, maybe those, maybe the Florida Panthers were like a one, a one hit wonder in the regular season. But we'll have to find out next season. But right now, I would have to say Tampa. Tampa's going to be in the finals. But after last night, I got to tell you, I don't know that Edmonton, 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 Colorado series is probably going to end up going to going to Edmonton in seven. I would say Edmonton in seven, an Edmonton Tampa Bay um, Stanley Cup final. You know, and if New York gets gets lucky and could could you know figure out how to get pucks past Vasilevsky, then you know what? <laughs> then it's their game. But, you know, it's tonight's game with the between the Islander, between the Rangers and the um Tampa Bay Lightning. You know, this is going to set this is going to set it up. Because you're going to watch that game, even though and I'll be honest, I haven't really watched once the Bruins got eliminated from the playoffs, I completely stopped watching a full game. I didn't. I haven't watched a full game since the since game seven. Yeah, I haven't watched a full game since game game seven. So, you know, it's it's a tough one for the Bruins. I mean, it it was tough for me to like get over get over this this season. I mean, the Bruins had a really good run. You know, second half of the year from January first on. Once those line changes came. But then once the playoffs came, they didn't show. It's almost like they they showed up, but the physical presence of them didn't show up. So, you know, it's we just have to figure out what's going to happen in the regular season or, or in the uh, pre uh, in the off season because they still need to sign Don Sweeney to a new contract, and you know that that's still in question. You know, and, you know, what's going to go on with Bergeron? I guess we'll all just have to wait and see what happens, you know, with with all that. Because there's going to be a lot going on in the off, in the off season. This show is available on all your favorite streaming platforms. iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. And you can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. And if you're interested in advertising on this show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. Thanks for listening. Have a great week and go Bruins.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.